0: Be prepared to experience a life changing teaching designed to challenge you to discover your blessings in a world fulfilled life. From the ministry of Reverend Isaac Abzalabaz Awuni from the International Central Gospel Church, Paradise Temple, And now, today's sermon. David has got a place where he knew he was about to crash. Because his sins were so real before him. And the prophet Nathan has told him David face blank. David this is what you have done And this is what God intends to do He went to the temple he kneeled down And said God Cast not me away Do not take your Holy Spirit from me Revive a new spirit in me And by your mercy Save my soul Preserve my soul God will preserve your soul Hallelujah Number two It saves our life the Bible says that For we are saved by the mercies of God The mercy of God saves our lives Listen It is not by our prayer It is not by our righteousness It is not by how well we worship It is not by our giving It is by the mercy of God How genuine can you pray If we say it is by our prayer How genuine can you pray I pray. I love prayer. But ladies and gentlemen, anytime time I'm praying, at the back of my mind, I know that it is the mercy of God. Somebody prays more than us. Oh. Somebody prays more than us. But he sometimes goes into problems and you don't understand. Are we going to say that we pray better than Judas? This man used to pray with Jesus. So, oh jesus so in fact jesus gave judas power to go and cast out devils and came to tell jesus that jesus i saw demons running away and jesus said to judas don't be happy that demons are running away be happy that your name is written in the lamb's book of records judas jesus testified that your name is written in heaven and still jesus has never told us anything no. it is his word that is speaking to us jesus look at his face and say judas be happy that your names are written in the lamb's book of life and still Judas, look at the face of jesus i was telling you last week here He look at him and say jesus you don't know that you are business sitting there I'm talking about heaven i'm talking about business i need to own a house at trasaco valley the offering money is not enough i need to sell you selling you is worth thirty thousand dollars I am selling you to buy a house at Trasaco. When I finish, I will come for forgiveness. Jesus looked at him and said, Whatever you have to do, hurry up. He didn't say that mercy covers you. There was one man on on the cross of Jesus Christ. He looked at Jesus and said, Jesus, whatever is happening, if you are the son of man, save yourself and save us. Jesus looked at him another two was hanging, he said that, hey, the two of us, we are criminals. We are armed robbers. We are murderers. We deserve our punishment. But this man is a righteous man. Nothing has he done. He has never fasted. He has never prayed. He has never received a sinner's prayer. You see, let us be careful by Christian structures and rules. Let us not constitutional the word of God. Let us not set human principles for God person did not come out and lift up their hands and receive Christ so they are not born again who told you who told you do you know what makes a person to be born again hallelujah when the man went to Jesus by night and spoke to Jesus Jesus said unless you are born again he said how can I be born again after my mother has given birth to me how do I born again do you know what Jesus said he said go and sell everything you have give it to the poor and come And follow me. Then the man said, then this one is difficult. Did Jesus say that, follow me and go to the church and lift up your hands? And say, Father, forgive me all my sins. Come and live in me. Follow me. Today I am yours. Is that what Jesus said? Today, if somebody don't come and lift up their hands in church, you say they are not born again. Let us not be deceived. The true Christians, we don't even know them. jesus said on that day there'll be surprises for jesus said that on that day we shall see hypocrites and we shall see true christians because it is not everybody who in church lifting up their hands who are Christians. the real christians they are disciples i said the real christians are what disciples they are no congregation members look at the last assignment of jesus to his disciples he didn't tell them that go and make congregations he said go and make disciples of me all over the nations he didn't say go and make congregation he said, go and make disciples but in eyes of the apostles when they were gathering the disciples they start to set them up and set pastors on them because they have to be educated and raised and trained so that they can also be what disciples today we think congregation members are christians I'm telling you, I was telling them Friday night, I have about 10,000 disciples across the world. I don't preach on them, but they are faithful. Every day, they will send me, Pastor, this month you haven't loaded a sermon. 10,000 across the world, but my congregation is just 400. Let us not be deceived. Amen. So, the mercy of God Saints. Jesus looked at that man and said, Today you shall be with me in paradise. The man didn't have the opportunity to lift up his hand, he didn't say sinners prayer. Jesus didn't even ask him how many people have you killed? No, he just looked at him. He just what said that you be with me. You know what Jesus told one day, he told the woman, He said, Woman, your faith has made you whole. Bible said that the gospel of Christ is the gospel of prophecy. And that man, when he testified that this man is a righteous, he made a prophetic pronunciation. And it was the gospel of prophecy. And Jesus said, you are prophesied right. In you is prophecy. But on you is evil. But God is looking at the heart and not the outward. Your heart is righteous. Your heart is faith. Your heart believes. So, your soul can be with me in paradise by your body. Let them cast it out. The man made it to heaven. Mercy save you. May you be saved by the mercy of God. May you be saved by your mercy. Don't let us live this life showing force, Showing our shoulders. Lifting ourselves. Condemning everybody. Quick to condemn quick to condemn, we get up in the morning and we are condemning, and this is it, and this is it and we are condemning everybody, be careful the Bible said that the measure with which you judge your neighbor, the same measure I am afraid ladies and gentlemen, I am afraid to look at my wife and say to my wife what you are doing, God is not happy, I don't sometimes all I will do is that if what, what, what I am doing or what she's doing is not happy, I go to God and say God, render mercy for justice because I, do, I can't render any measure get up because anytime you measure for anybody you are increasing the measurement of your judgment that is what the bible says so look at the number of people you have set somewhere and gossip and slander and call them that they are hypocrites and they are sinners in the house of god god forgive you by mercy because you are increasing your measure and one day when you stand before god You said this about pastor. You said this about pastor's wife. You said it by by, by, uh, antipath. You said it Mr. Note, You said it Farouk. You said it Mr. Mensah. You said all this. And now all this judgment. Come and stand and judge yourself by them. Remember the woman that was caught in adultery. When they put before God. Jesus said I'm going to judge all of you by the cost of this woman. If any of you said you have never done worse than what this woman has done. Let him be the first. He judged them by the measure that they will give it to them. the Bible said one by one they all turn away. May you never turn away on the day of judgment, but may you go forward and enter onto paradise the rest of the Lord. Hallelujah! Mercy of God. It is by mercy are we saved. That is what Titus said. Mercy makes our soul glad. One day, Jesus was walking around, and there was this man who was sitting down, crippled, lame, he could not move, he could not walk. He was bitter, he was not happy. His life has come to a standstill. Then he said, Son of David, have mercy on me. He didn't pray. Oh, hallelujah! This man called blind Bartimaeus, he just cried out, Oh, son of David, have mercy on me. That was his prayers. And when he was calling for mercy, read the scripture the Bible said that the people were rebuking him. You know the Christians, we don't understand the context of prayer. Do you think it's because we do? That's why Jesus answered us. He answered us by the mercies of his heart. He was calling for mercy. They said shut up. Because he must pray or he must follow. He must be part. But Jesus heard it. He said somebody is asking for mercy. The person is not asking for money to go to India for surgery. The person is not asking for money to go for Kolebu. For specialists. The person is not asking for doctors. The person is not asking for who will employ the cripples. The person is not asking for house and home. The person is not begging for money. The person is asking for mercy. Who is it? The same people that say shut up. That same people turn and say that the master... Is calling you. Today, mercy will give you protocol. Mercy will spare you protocol. Mercy will open the gates of heaven. Mercy will open the gates of salvation. Mercy will open the door of salvation for your life. Mercy. Open it. The same people that say shut up. That same people say that he is calling you. The people who told you that your life can never be better. That same people will come and say that, in fact, thank God for your life. Hallelujah. The man woke up, ran to Jesus. Jesus said that your faith has made you whole. He cried for mercy, but Jesus said that it is faith. That means the people who have faith, they understand the mercies of God. People who call God for the mercy, they understand the works and the dynamics of faith. Hallelujah. Number four, blesses us with goodness. The mercy of God is Assess our life with good things. David said, Yes, it's true. I may walk through the valley of the shadow of death. But I'm not afraid. Hallelujah. Dear ones, sometimes your life comes to a place and you know that everything is failed. Sometimes you find yourself walking in the valley of the shadow of death. The valley of the shadow of death is a situation of life where you know that everything around you is condemned. You are just living. You are just going. Nothing is working. Everything that comes to you is bad news. Anybody that you go, is disappointment. If it is not disappointment, it is failure. If it is not failure, it is insult. It is disgrace. Everything about you is bad. But walking in the valley of the shadow of death. David said that, but I will fear no evil. Yes, I will fear no evil. It looks like evil. I am in the center of evil. It looks like I am in the midst of evil. It looks like everything is evil. I'm running, But I am not afraid. Amen. But at the end of the day, you know, he said, he said, surely, surely, yes disappointed this man but surely last month I was disappointed surely oh the marriage is not work surely I've lost my job surely oh my fiance is gone my fiance is gone surely I have never received my children's yet surely they have canceled the wedding surely I have been fired from work surely I know something that your goodness your goodness Instead of the evil, I know surely there is a goodness. Instead of the fear, I know surely there is a goodness. Instead of the disappointment, I know surely there is a goodness. And not only there is a goodness, and mercy. Because of your goodness, that comes with your mercy. I may be walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I will not be afraid. Because your goodness and your mercy, they shall hold. Follow me. Listen to me. In this life, if there's anything you should be afraid of, it's not what is behind you. Hmm? It's not what is behind you. Do you know what the Bible said? The Bible said that I give my beloved a sound sleep. Because when you sleep, God wants you to sleep. Everything that happened in the night is behind you. He wants you to sleep in the night and forget whatever is behind you. Amen. Because you know what is behind you? Goodness and mercy. When you are driving, drive. Because what is behind you? Goodness and mercy. When the devil shuts you from behind, goodness and mercy. So behind me, listen, if you follow me as Pastor Abash, it shall be well with you. Because goodness and mercy is behind me and in front of you. You don't have to be afraid. You know what he said? He said, Your rod and your staff. Hey, and witches have set a trap. When they set a trap, he uses rod to remove it, and I go. When they set a mountain, he used a staff to hit it. And it breaks. And I move. When demons gathered in front of me, he used a staff and his rod, he beat them and they move, so in front of me his rod and his staff, behind me his goodness and his mercy I'm just following, hallelujah when I go to sleep, I sleep because I know I wake up I don't go to sleep thinking that I will not wake up no, as a matter of fact the death of the righteous must be known by the righteous, of course the bible said that And Abraham finished and went to be with his fathers. the bible said that And David served his generation and he went to be his father Jesus said that it is finished, Paul said I've run the race i finished the course. Now I'm waiting for the price. Everybody, every righteous person, when it is time for you to go, you know. When you are finished, you have to go. You haven't finished, so what's your problem? Amen. You haven't finished, what is your problem? Hallelujah. The school, you haven't built it. The hospital, you haven't built it. The bank, you haven't built it. Your children is the one that is coming to make Ghana better. That child is still in nursery. And you must raise that child to become the president of Ghana because our hope is in your child. And that child, you haven't finished paying the school fees of that child. How can you go? Amen. Haven't finished. And that is how I think. Anytime I begin to think about the mercies of God, I know that I haven't finished. His mercy and his goodness is behind me. His rod and his staff, they comfort me. Jesus said, wherever you go, I will be with you. Whether in the storms, I will be with you. Whether in the fire, I will be with you. Whether in the rain, I will be with you. So if I get up and I'm moving, I'm moving. I know he's with me. Hallelujah. And number five, he favors our prayers. Today, may mercy favor your prayer. I say may the mercy of God favor your prayer. Because of the mercies of God, he favors our prayer. Nehemiah, he was a slave boy in Babylon those days and when he heard that all the walls of Jerusalem has been broken and the remnants, that is those who have left in Jerusalem, they don't have food and water. The Bible said that he wanted to go back and repair the walls of Jerusalem but he needed resources and permission. He needed a visa and for that matter he needed what? Working visa. the king of babylon and not only that he also needed materials and capital millennium challenge award to construct the walls because at this time israel don't have money so they were depending on award and grants hallelujah he went to pray. nehemiah spent time and fasting and was praying and you know what is prayer he said god have mercy of the prayer of your servant and incline your ears to the prayers I met you. Day and night. Today may the mercy of God. Hear your prayers you shall make. May the mercy of God. Listen to the prayers you shall make. May the mercy of God. Answer to the prayers you shall make. How do we receive mercy? And you are getting yourself ready. For prayers. How do we. Receive the mercy of God. Number one. By living a godly life. By living a godly life. What is living a godly life? A godly life is to make sure that every requirement and expectation of you as a Christian, you do it. Pray. Study your Bible. Be kind. Be honest. Be loving. Give. Love people. Help people. Live righteous. Live holy if you can and which you can't. Bless people. Speak well about your friends and your neighbors. Support others. Pray for people. Intercede for people. That is godly living. Godly living is not stop having illicit sex and gossiping around and saying that me, I'm a godly. That is why some of us are yeah, not fornicating. But you know that all the problems in the church, it ends in your house. Your mouth Everywhere there's a situation when we go and ask three names that were we'll mentioned, your name shall be mentioned. It is better you have been a prostitute for us to start interceding for deliverance. Amen. The Bible said that where there is no hurt tail bearers, quarrels, or battles, what? Cease. I'm telling you, let all the last gossip in the church stop. You see how holy and how peaceful this place will be. As long as there continue to be divisions and quarrels among us, it means they are bearers. Number two, trust in God. Trust in God. Huh? No matter what, trust in God. Hope! Paul said, faith may go, love may go, but your hope always trust in God. Amen? There is nobody who has ever trust in God and has ever been failed or disappointed trust in God Jesus said in John 17, 17, "Say, Father sanctify them in the truth because your word is true and you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free trust in God sometimes it's difficult to trust but trust hope beyond hope went to Jesus and said Jesus you know something <laughs> I believe that it helped my own belief sometimes an aspect of us believe another part of us does not believe trust in God amen number four I leave the number three care for God's servants and God's people care he said Moses today in your presence I am going to show mercy. Because of time, that is why I didn't do all. But when you look, look at study the scriptures, the people who were always in the presence of Moses, God had mercy on all of them. We are talking about number one, Aaron. He was always at the presence of God. And ladies and gentlemen, you and I know what Aaron did. When Moses went for the Ten Commandments, Aaron watched the people to worship the calf. The golden image, and God should have crushed him. But you know something? God still chose him and made him one the high priests, and chose his children Nadab and Abihu. And on the in 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 Numbers chapter ten, when Nadab and Abihu rebel, like the way Aaron rebelled, God killed them. He killed Nadab and Abihu, who were priests. He killed them. But when Aaron also rebelled against Moses, God spared him. That is mercy. Hallelujah. Number two was Joshua. Joshua was always in the presence of God. He was a child. He was a young boy. He didn't know everything. But he was with God. That God said you know something? Every anointing on you give it to Joshua. Even though he's young but I've chosen him to lead all these people. We were always at the presence of God. The third person is the man we call her or Her or her. H-U-R. This man was always at the presence of God that when Israel was fighting with the Amalekites and the battle was so fierce. Joshua was on the field fighting. And Aaron ha was on top of the mountain. And they held Moses' hands. And the Bible said that Aaron was at the right hand side of Moses. That's the right hand side ministry. And how was on his left hand. Left hand side ministry. One was what? Intercessory ministry. One was what? Administrative ministry. They held. And when you come to Exodus chapter 1. Uh, 1 the Bible said that. And God made all the grandchildren of what? Ha! To become great men. Talk of Bezaleel and right, he gave them the knowledge and the wisdom of all excellence in engineering and technology without them going to school. He showed them mercy because they were always at the presence of God hallelujah. And the fourth one was Caleb, who defended the vision and the mission of Moses. When everybody said that, Pastor, we can't do it, Caleb said, Pastor, we can't do it.
1: The church
0: member said that, we can't, Caleb said, We can't. Everybody said, We won't go, Caleb said, I will go the Bible said that God blessed him with strength longevity and wealth that at 80 he said that my strength is still at when I was 40 and this mountain of the Amalekai, which is rich with resources rich with minerals rich with God give it to me I can take it I'm looking for some people God will give you mercy. that at 80 years you are still counting wealth at 80 years you are still counting resources at 80 years you are still inheriting at 80 years you are still seeing breakthrough in your life at 80 because he can the things of god he cares for the people of god these are the people who were in the presence of moses and none of them god left he showed all of them mercy in the presence of moses and all of them became great their children were great their grandchildren were great in the days of their life and today 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 when you go to israel their homes were great go to the house of the levite Aaron, you go see that it's a great house today. The Levitical order is still in order. The high priest is always taken from the trap of Aaron. Levi is still there. Amen. Joshua is still a compound name in Israel. He brought Israel into the promised land. Caleb. The mountain is still there. People still go there and go and see the mountain Hebron. People go to Taurus and go to Mountain Hebron. That mountain Hebron was given. Where the Islam want to take that mountain belongs to Caleb. God gave it to him by mercy and every knowledge you can't talk of the Jews and talk about scientific insight all the intelligence and all the scientists of, of the world they are Jews descendants of her he gave them all knowledge God showed them mercy hallelujah what are you caring for? all you are caring for is my children, my children somebody cared for God and his children became excellent I care for the things of God and ladies and gentlemen I'm training my children to care for God I don't give my children, we stop giving our children 20 pesos and, and 10 pesos offering. We tell our children that the higher your offering, the greater God blesses you. Today when we give them five cities, they'll say that it is too small. Give us ten cities. The day our children will start giving time, may they start from thousands. And we are training them from now. Because when they care for the things of God, their future is secure. Mercy shall be there for you. What are you caring for? What are you caring for? Amen. We fast and pray to buy a car. We fast and pray to buy a land. We fast and pray to do this, to do that, to go to school, to do this. What about God? And ladies and gentlemen, with all this, we are still failing. With all this, we are still failing. Amen. But somebody decided to devote all their times in the presence of God and in the servants of God. Joshua used to tell Moses, Moses said, Joshua, go down and check what is going on i am on top of the mountain 40 days joshua said god i am no going i will lie down here a young boy of 14 years by the time god was giving him the mantle the boy was not up to 40 but he was able to lead six thousand plus congregation from the wilderness up to the promised land. you are too old to become a president of ghana you are too old and, and the president and the president and the president the bible said "I time came the king of israel was eight years Eight years, he was a whole king. Listen, if God so pleases you, he gives you wisdom to rule. He gives you wisdom. The wisdom to rule and to lead, it is not from books. It is from God. Hallelujah. Sometimes you can see a foolish man who is better of a minister than the one who has gone to to learn strategic leadership in Gimpa. I'm telling you, honest people are most of the time the uneducated. The more educated we have, the more tips we have. What are we caring for? We want the mercy of God, but we want it at the expense of our pleasure and fashion. God give me mercy so that I also park my car at church. Listen, I'm telling you, you can park your car at church, nobody will see it. Because after church, nobody has the time to look at cars. When I close church, I don't look at cars. When I close church and I'm outside, I look at the number of people who came to church. And I look at who came to church. And I look at the morose with which people are going out. When I see that somebody after church and they are still going out unhappy, I try to reach out the person. I don't look at who is driving which car. I look at who is in the car. Just forget about the material package and think about the righteous container. Because one day, righteousness will bring us mercy. It is not the containers that is carrying us. Mercy of God. The mercy of God. And the last one is for praying for God's mercy. Pray. Nehemiah prayed. He prayed. He said, God, the situation is too much. I need your mercy. Stop strategizing and planning to get help. To go and help your family people. There was a problem that he wanted to help his family. But he didn't go to the bank to go and ask for loan. Before he stepped into the bank, he prayed. Hallelujah. Nehemiah pray. He pray. God have mercy on my prayers. Bible said that God heard him. This morning may mercy hear your prayers. May the mercy of God hear your prayers. Hallelujah. And lastly but not is worship God no matter the situation. Worship him. Worship him. In Psalm 84 or Psalm 83, David said, "God, I will cry unto you. I will worship you. By your mercy, hear the cry of my voice. Worship him. Sometimes we want to worship God when it is well. No, in all situations, worship him. Hallelujah. Whether you have to eat, worship him. Whether you don't have to eat, worship him. Worship him at all times." His mercy will visit you. Hallelujah. His mercy will come to you. Worship him. Sometimes don't wait for things to be well before you worship him. Don't wait for things to go good before you worship him. Worship him even when it is not good. Worship him. Amen. Your presence is heavy to me